world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex Podcast. And it's Into the Apex trackside at Mid-Ohio. And uh, Bradley's on the phone with me. I'm out at the track. We just had the LMP3 race and the Pro Mazdas, or Mazda MX-5 race. And uh, it's a pretty nice day here. 70 degrees, uh, a little bit cloudy, but a little bit of sun out here. Uh, Bradley, you didn't you didn't get to watch any of the M- LMP3 or the Mazda race, did you? No, I did not. I, I didn't get a chance to tune in. I checked YouTube for the stream, and I, then I realized that you needed Track Pass or NBC Gold or whatever it is, which I have, but I didn't have the opportunity to watch. Um, so I, I look forward to – I know Emza's YouTube channel puts those up in, in a week or so out, so I'll, I'll watch it down the road. Well, I'm glad you could join me by the phone at least, but uh... – LMP3 race, the first one. I mean, I, I was here. I've been here since about 7:30 a.m. Eastern time. I was able to watch uh, the warm up, the little 20 minute warm up, uh, the LMP3 race, and the uh, Mazda race. The LMP3 race was cool. I think iRacing should scan the LMP3s, but uh, the Mazda race was where it was at. Uh, I've read. I was looking at Reddit, trying to prepare myself. I was looking at IMSA Reddit, trying to get an idea of what to, to do because this is my first time here. And I saw a suggestion: settle in for the Mazda race, MX-5 race. It's going to be the best racing you've ever seen. And uh, after that, uh, I'm not going to say that was some of the best racing I've ever seen. That was the best racing I've ever seen. Uh, P2 was bump drafting wow. P1 the whole way down the long stretch. So my spot is coming out of turn one coming out of the pit exit basically and um going on to the kind of the fast parts of the track to me i want to see the fast parts everybody's sitting at the uh elevation change kind of corners here uh that's where the big monitor or big giant tv is and stuff that's where everybody's at but it's really a slow part of the circuit Uh, to me i want to be i want to see the speed that's what i'm here for so i'm seeing speed on both ends i'm seeing them uh, on both fast parts of the track, pit exit and the long straight. Um, and through that long straight, that's where I'm seeing, that's why we're seeing the Mazda P2, P1 bump drafting, pushing each other's bumper each time, each lap. And that was a sight to see. I mean, those guys are ballsy in those Mazdas. That was, I mean, some of that was terrifying. We had two full course cautions, uh, some damaged Mazdas, um, but it was something to see. I mean, those guys are sending it. Uh, close racing the entire it was about 45 minutes of a race but you got to watch that wow. uh, I mean I didn't I never paid attention to it because obviously it's something you got to hunt down on track pass but I'm going to be hunting it down because that was some close racing LMP3 was cool because it's like a they're like spaceships basically but uh, it wasn't close it was it was a little close we had a little late it's 20 minute full course caution with 20 minutes to go a little sprint uh, but it 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 separated out pretty quick. The, the same LMP3 led the whole lap, won the race. Uh, it was interesting, but the Mazdas for close road racing, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like it is in I, real in I racing. I mean, the slower the car generally, the better the racing. You see that also in the GT4 cars. Um, most IMSA Michelin Pilot Series races I watch are more exciting uh, than the the sports car series. Um, I know you didn't get to catch that one. I think that was yesterday. Um, we'll see some GT4s, hopefully a VIR coming up in a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it takes, I mean, I, I told you to watch the replay from Sebring 
when they ran the Mazdas there. And then at Daytona, too, um, some of the best last lap racing in those Mazdas. Um, I mean, it's just, it is true that the slower the car, the more intense and close to the racing. And, uh, I mean, it, yeah, obviously, they're kind of a feeder series or kind of you're building up uh, from those series. But you get a lot of, of good quality racing there, too. And it's a good, it's a good proving ground uh, for road racing in particular. Um, so, hey, maybe that'll inspire you to uh, run some Mazda races and iRacing also. Yeah, I saw the finish of the Daytona Mazda race and how close that was. That's what I saw here. It was as, it was just as close as that. They, nobody really pulled a gap. There were some cars that, you know, some back markers and that kind of thing. But the whole top five, I, I looked at one point. I was like, let me take stock of this. Top five, bumper to bumper. Um, and then you had a little gap there and then like five through 15, bumper to bumper. I mean, close racing, loud cars. You had a nice smell to them. If you know what I mean, I think all the racing, fan, oh, well, all the racing fans know what I'm talking ask, about. You, you finally got what you were looking for. Are you, are you getting the racing fuel? I am getting. The, looking for I got you, more of the you, smell. So the Mazdas were louder than the P3s, in my opinion. Uh, the Mazdas, so, were, the Mazdas were were sharp. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen a Mazda race in person. Yeah, they they were good. Um, it was it was just close. I mean, they're not as impressive looking, in my opinion, as the P3s or the prototypes. I mean, those things are just well, yeah, they're special. they're basically street cars. Yeah, they're street cars with the roll cage. Yeah, but but they race so close. I mean, as a spectator sport, to be on on track, and I mean even to watch on TV on track pass, uh, it was something to behold. It was way more entertaining than the P3s. The P3 race was about an hour and forty minutes or so, uh, and and after a while, it's like okay, I've watched them go around. They're pretty cool looking. Okay, I've got yeah. P3s. Got it. Got it. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get that way about anything. I mean, if you love it, I mean, the more and more it's like, oh, I need, and that's, you know, you need to see different vantage points. That's the beauty of being in a course like Mid Ohio and the VIR later on is you get to move around and you can go from being in the straightaway where they're going almost 200 miles an hour and you can then you can find a really tight corner where there's a good solid braking point, listen to those downshifts and each individual car's unique sounds and watch how the drivers break late or break early make go in for passes uh i mean if, if honestly my opinion is if you don't move around in a track like that you're wasting your experience i did that too i moved i walked over to turns uh three four or excuse me four five and six that's where everybody's set camp at really as far as spectators and uh, i got up close i got up right over the fence there and soaked it all in i mean but it's it's a very slow part of the part of the track there's some elevation changes it, it is interesting that's where one of the Mazdas had a terrible wreck. They got a little airborne because I walked over there when the full course first full course caution came out, and uh, not knowing, I couldn't see. Wow. But I found I walked over any, there uh, the caution. That's where the wreck was. Gonna say any accidents that you could witness? None that I witnessed. I'm I'm so I'm at pit exit. So if you look at pit exit, uh, that's turn one, and you've got sand and grass, and it's a really high speed. You go onto that first straight, and then turn two is like oh the, yeah, turn two is like the hairpin. So a lot of LMPs and Mazdas would go wide there, and uh, I've done it in iRacing, so I did it last night in the LMP2, and uh, until you I seen it in person, that is a tight fit. There's a big curb on pit exit. There's a big curb that marks pit exit in turn one. Uh, yeah, I know it, what you're talking about. Yeah, and then you have the outer curb, and that's a, that is a tight wire to walk if you don't get it just right. That's certainly not a passing, passing zone unless you get outside of it. Uh, so a lot of car wow. I saw some P3s and some Mazdas go wide there, and they all just kind of let off the gas and, and kicked up some dirt, 
and saved it. But it's obviously we all know from iRacing you can you can hook it left and you're you're right into that uh, left side wall. But uh, there were some nervous moments there for sure. Oh yeah, I mean that's what it's all about. Things that you don't see on TV. You know, those little small moments that obviously you're not going to have time to show or go back and see. Um, so yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, so overall, what are your impressions uh, of Mid-Ohio as a facility? Well, I think it's it's uh, amazing. I mean, for sports cars, you can you pick your seat, you can move around. It's, uh, it's more of a tailgate in the circuit. You don't need to tailgate outside of the circuit. The tailgate is inside the gates. Uh, there's no need to sit by your car and then go into your, your little seat. Uh, it's perfectly distanced. Nobody's wearing a mask. Let's be real here. I, I had the chin diaper on for a little bit, but it's completely safe and fine. There's no worries. Um, yeah, when you're out, you're outside. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, no, no worries at all. I will say there are four. I'm sitting kind of inside of it. There's four porta potties here, uh, and they could use a few more of those. I, we, there's a little bit of a line that forms, and uh, it's it's interesting. So uh, you get to hear some conversations. Wow. So. Uh... And then I, know, I noticed, I know you've sent us some pictures behind the scenes of some merchandise and what kind of, st- with, with COVID times, of course, hopefully coming to an end, uh, but with the things as they are, what kind of fan amenities are you seeing IMSA provide right now? Not a ton. It's not, I've been to NASCAR races. You've been with me to NASCAR races. Uh, you got the big IMSA merchandise tent. I bought a couple things there, a, a big poster of a, of a spotter's guide that I'll frame up, uh, much like you have, uh, and stuff like that. Um, that's about it. I've went to, uh, there's an Acura booth. There's a Lexus booth with some Lexus cars. There's a Hyundai booth. That's it. Uh, nothing else. No BMW booth? No BMW booth. No, <laughs> no Porsche booth. Um, uh, there's, the uh, Wayne Taylor racing, Vassar Sullivan and, uh, Meyer Shank have some things set up. I went and visited Meyer oh, Shank, nice. uh, grabbed me some MSR Meyer Shank stuff. I've always been a fan of Mike Shank. Uh, and I've watched that Sirius XM Meyer Shank Acura warm up this morning, and that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I remember those cars were pretty fast. I remember those cars being pretty quick at uh, Charlotte Roval. You haven't um, seen the DPIs. No, I've not. I've not seen any prototype, actually. You're in for something. But neither, neither have you seen the GTLM. I, that's, you'll I'm never bummed, see the I'm, BMW. I'm bummed about that. There is no GTLM here this weekend. Yeah. But, well, you'll never see – I mean, the Porsche RSR was one of my favorites to watch a person, but well, – if you, unless you unless you come to Petit Le Mans this year, you oh, will I'm not coming. see. I'm coming. You won't see. You won't see the BMW M8 ever in your lifetime. Well, I would well that sounds like I have to come to Petit Le Mans. Yeah, I'm, I'm strongly considering. Even though VIRs, IMSA race is like right, you know, right around there. But well, let's just do both of them. Let's do both of them. I mean, I, there's no reason not to do both of them. <laughs> we need to find out when these <laughs> things are because uh, uh, well, that's uh, one thing I'm missing here. We have Petit Le Mans in November, I believe. They moved it, and then they pushed uh, they pushed VIR into October. It was going to be in uh, going to be in I think August, and they pushed it back because Le Mans, the real life or Le Mans, France, of course, uh, twenty four hours was being pushed to August, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so every, everything got shifted. The only thing is logistically for the for us, obviously, anybody that wants to join us on the team, if we're serious about these Daytona twenty four efforts, that's going to be a big haul. Um, and quite the expense to do Petit Le Mans and all of those and then turn around in a couple months and do 24 hours of Daytona, which would be pretty much a weekend event. Yeah, it'll be a big event, um, but uh, you've got good credit, don't you, Bradley? Uh, I don't know. After we get done with uh, – <laughs> well, we'll, we'll save that for another episode. 
discussing uh, VR, new VR headsets out, and uh, oh, Jesus PCs Christ. and things like that. You know, hardware. You don't need hardware. Uh, Ex- life experiences. This is awesome. Oh boy, well, I agree with you there. Uh, now I'm, I wonder, turning our turning my thoughts to the next couple weeks of VR, where I'm going to be out there because I'm a little jealous today. Um, what kind of setup GT4 GT America will have, or the World Challenge will have, um, as far as what fans can expect. Um, I'm more interested in the in the aspect of that fan attack is uh, this bang sanctioning sponsor of the race. Um, are they going to have a Fanatec booth? Is there going to be gear out there? Uh, I, I thought in my mind, it's probably unlikely, but I still think it is. Will they have any kind of sim racing setup for people to mess with? Because that series is really the best series that bridges sim racing and uh, real life racing because they have sim races, not in high racing, of course, but sim races that count for real points in that series. Um, I think in ACC, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, well, they have maybe the new BMW wheel there to show off and test. That would be awesome. The new BMW wheel that's is what you're, that's what you're worried about at VIR? Yeah, to, to get first hands-on. That would be awesome. Well, they've got uh, the Lexus booth here, one of like three booths they have. They have some a sim rig set up, but it's not, whatever it is, it's not iRacing or anything like that. So I didn't mess with it. Uh, I just let the kids have it. Because we're iRacing elitists. That's right. I Nothing else is worth going for. So any, I, any other sign of, of any kind of sim racing influence at the track? Actually, yes. I saw an iRacing t-shirt on, on a very old man walking over to the hill, and uh, that, that gave me a boost. What's, uh, what's substantial about the very old man? iRacing's uh, far-reaching. and it's He was just very old to be wearing an iRacing shirt, but he wore he was wearing it, and uh, that gave me some value. Did you go up to him and go, my man? Or? I didn't, but he walked right in front of me. Uh, I've, seen some, he, I've he, seen some people that I, I look at them, like some middle-aged people, maybe younger. And I'm like, those dudes are on iRacing. That that dude has to have called me a wanker the other night. Uh, well, that's the I mean, a lot of guys that are into the into mo- the IMSA series, that kind of racing. I mean, I think you're naturally drawn to want to do it yourself. And then obviously we can't afford to do it ourselves. So you get into iRacing. I would say a large majority of IMSA fans probably at one point or another have messed with sim racing. I've seen a lot of F1 stuff. I'm basically, yeah. I'm, I've I'm seen some Red Bull. I've seen some Red Bull shirts. I've seen some Ferrari shirts. I've heard conversations in passing about, I've heard Botas. So you know that's some hot takes going on about Valtteri Botas and Lewis Hamilton. So it's just nice to be among, <laughs> it's nice to be among peers here. Did, have you done any, any uh, mid-Ohio racing this week since they've been there? Uh, I did. Oh, some, you know I have. I did some P2 last night. I did it in the P2 last night and finished P4. And uh, realistically, I was just scouting places to sit. That's the only reason I was doing it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you can go back now and, and look for small things that you noticed there in person and try to find them. Yeah, that's or pretty realistic. Better yet, what I like to do, I'll tell you what I did after the Roval. I would go and, and do the place, the thing where you could edit the camera, Control F12, and iRacing, and then I would move the camera around and find the vantage point that I had while I was at the race and then replay, do a replay and run it and just relive the experience virtually and see if it, if it came close. And it really did. Like the speed of the cars in the section was accurate. Sound was good. Um, it was really cool. I did a cl- actually a clip of that with YouTube. I, when we did our MSR Road Challenge at Roval, um, I did the exact same angle and did a clip of that that I had a real-life video that I put up also on the Facebook. Um, so that's part of it. But, yes, I did do, as we 
I put on the team Facebook, uh, I did a mission pilot with you, of course, earlier in the week where we kind of got together at the end. That was a lot of fun. And I probably do. We'll do another one of those tonight. Um, that sounds like you got a kid around you. I do. Um, I'm in public. <laughs> interview him. Um, <laughs> the future of the sport. Um, anyway, uh, and of course, I did uh, the actual end of the Haggerty series uh, Thursday night and finished P3 in an exciting and intense race with LMP2s um, and made it to a podium finish for the team uh, in the Roscoe Wheels car. So, yeah, that was a fantastic race. I'm not going to try that again because I was covered in sweat. That was That's an exhausting <laughs> track. Not my covered favorite track, to be honest with you, but I, I was starting to learn it and get the hang of it. But it's that track is a handful. There's not many comfortable places to drive on that track. It's very physical. I mean, it's very, you, I mean, seeing it up close, it's very tight. It is, but yeah. It's very physical, as, as said, I did last night. Oh, yeah. And it, I, I just watched uh, that they just posted yesterday. IMSA did a lap around mid Ohio in a LMP car, um, as they do every month or every race. And the driver that they were, that was taking it through the lap, made the comment that that rang true in the sim, which is a lot of those corners are counterintuitive and the car feels very light in several of those corners. It's not a natural corner where you feel like you have a lot of grip. It's always kind of unsettled and you have to hang on to it. Yeah. I I mean, I'm seeing that true as I walk around and and go to some different turns. I mean, there aren't too many passing zones here. There really aren't. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, you get the straightaway to calm down in, but it's not that long. And that breaking zone right there at the end of the long straight, is so sensitive where if you break even a little bit too late there, you're in that grass. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, you're running, you're running off if you're a little too late. It's um, not, it's not forgiving at all in the least. No, it's not. And, uh, the same thing, like you said, uh, after the start finish line, that corner, you can run wide, but you're going to get caught in that sand. And then if you don't get your apex, right, arcing around the pit exit, uh, you're just going to get beat up and overtaken on that little straightaway as well. I mean, it's such a technical course, in my opinion, um, to get around. It reminds me, it's a lot like Laguna Seca, in my in my view. Laguna Seca is also, to me, a very technical track. I, I think um, I... That's, that's unrelenting. It's nonstop turning and working. I dislike Laguna Seca a lot. I like this a lot I, better. I li- this I is a lot Laguna better Seca. than Laguna Seca. I love Laguna Seca um, more than I like <laughs> Emmett Ohio, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm more comfortable. I'm more comfortable there. Of course, I love VIR too. I've grown to love VIR. VIR is the, is really the the American green hell, and we're about it to is, see that in a few weeks' time. It's an awesome track. It really is. It's it's big, and we're going to experience that. You and I are going to get together, and we're going to do a little walk around, much like I'm doing here oh, yeah. with you on the phone. And uh, I can't wait to see what the views are there. I'm, I'm looking forward to GT3 and GT4. I'm seeing um, GTDs. I, I was going to say you you changed the subject a little bit. Uh, there is a Turner BMW here, so I, I get to see a GTD BMW at least. Uh, and there's a Porsche. Uh, Catherine Lega, I think, is in one of the Porsches for GTD. Um, I only got to see those guys, all of them, out together for about 20 minutes when I first got here. But I'm looking forward to seeing them out there. There's a Porsche 911 GT3, Aston Martin, Mercedes, Audi, Acura, two Lexuses. Those Lexuses, they really pop. Those are things are sharp. Um, one yeah, BMW. That's it. Just one BMW before. for the whole day. Yeah, that's how it was. Uh, yeah, the Turner BMW did pretty well at the Roval. Um, I, this might. I think this is the last year they're going to have that car, and hopefully they'll switch over to the M4 
the new M4 car that with we with the uh, Dodge Charger kidneys. Yeah, the kidneys. <laughs> um, so explain to me. I, I actually don't know. I think you teased it on the podcast uh, recording you guys did on Friday. Why there's no GTLMs? Because I honestly don't know that myself. I, I just because I'm here, Bradley, physically doesn't mean I have all the answers. I don't know. Okay. I assume I it's knew. because I thought, I thought you were going to reveal what you've learned about why they weren't even. No, there. I, I have no knowledge. I, I assume this is. Let me give you my educated guess: is that uh, the BMW and some of those were only going to do the bigger, some of the bigger races, like they did Daytona, they did Sebring. Well, here we are at Mid Ohio. They're not doing that. It'd be a tight track for uh, three different classes or four different classes, actually. Uh, the P3s take up a lot of space. Um, so that it's a shame because it does knock out the Corvette. There is no Corvette aspect here this weekend. Uh, no Ricky Taylor or any of that. Uh, but the Wayne Taylor, Konica Minolta car, that thing, let me just say, that Konica Minolta 10 Acura <laughs> with Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque, uh, that thing is sharp. That thing's got some chrome blue. That thing's beautiful. Um, the Cadillac is okay, the Ganassi Cadillac, but if I were to give, uh, and also the Meyer Shank 60 Mazda, uh, or Acura or whatever the hell, Acura, <laughs> I'm looking at my spotter's guide wrong, uh, <laughs> that pink and black, that thing, that pops too. Uh, so, so best looking oh, yeah. DPIs, uh, Wayne Taylor and Meyer Shank, uh, best looking GTDs in person, uh, the, the Lexus is hands down, best looking, I like, uh, I, I like the... I like the Mercedes and the Aston Martin. Yeah, that's the Mercedes okay. with the with the orange or orangish and blue. That was nice. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, you're not seeing it at night. I saw them at night. Yeah, the I know. Time, I got it. So. You saw it in a little bit of rain too. Yeah, the little shine from the rain. It was oh, it was yeah. pretty. Uh, so, uh, my takeaway from the first part: we're in a little intermission now. Uh, the Mazda, the Mazda MX-5s, holy shit, good stuff, really good oh, stuff. Yeah. I have yeah, a new respect for the rookie series. I might do some rookie series racing. Well, we need to watch. Uh, we'll have to reserve our opinion for the best series of racing and see what the GT4s do at VIR. Yeah, because um, I, I, I love that series. That's among one of my favorite to watch and to race in iRacing is the GT4s as a class. Because well, the cars are just, they all look, they look great. Uh, there's diversity in them, unlike with the Mazdas, um, and the racing is also close. And they're they're a little faster, I think, than the Mazdas. I I think. Like I said, I'm just kind of I bullshitting would, I would here, say but, they uh, probably are. Uh, yeah, I would say so too. Um, at least they're larger cars. But uh, the cool thing about watching the Mazda series is I it makes me want to go down to the Mazda dealership and buy an MX-5 <laughs> or a Miata. And you really could do it if you you know they're they're fairly reasonably priced sport little sport car. Um, so, I mean, I would, it makes me interested to do it, to be honest with you. Go for it. I, I, I asked you if you have good take, credit. Take it to a track day. Just keep it as a track day car for here and there. <laughs> Let's go into halves on it. Let's do it live. Let's do it. Let's do it live. MSR, Meyer Shank Racing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, my big takeaway is yeah, let's uh, appreciate the Mazdas. Let's scan the LMP3s. Let's scan the Lexus GTD for 2022 or something like that. Um, and we're a couple hours, maybe an hour and a half away from the main feature here. And uh, I think, Bradley, you're going to join me for that, for maybe a little little walk around of the track. Not on the track. but Oh, yeah. I would suggest set. you do the walk now because there is a small child that is. Uh... Well, there, <laughs> so I've taken shelter in a little clearing just so I don't have people stare at me. 
and uh, they're, it's a good clearing to throw a, a baseball or a tennis ball. So that's what's going on right next to me. So oh, right. um, we're on location. I can't wait to in a few weeks' time to be have you to my right at VIR. That's going to be something. And oh. uh, and yeah, I've got some uh, Cleveland beers waiting for me. I need to go check and make sure they weren't stolen. <laughs> yeah, they could be. Yeah. So uh, I'll check back with you with you in a minute, Bradley, and uh, we'll take a break. Into the apex back. The race is underway. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Full course caution. So we've snuck in a chance to talk to Bradley and myself. We're going to try to make it work. Having a little audio issues with Bradley on the phone because it's so loud here. Bradley, you got me? Yeah, I got you. It's what? a little it's a little faint, but I do have you better than I did before. <laughs> we've been trying to make this work. What are you seeing on NBC Sports Channel? Um seeing a lot of good racing. Um, I mean, it pretty much looks like the Mazda DPI uh, with Oliver Jarvis in right now. Uh, they've been dominant uh, pretty much throughout. Um, I think the uh, Acura is running second, um, but uh, they've been fairly dominant. Um, it looks like my live timing score is kind of changing around. It looks like uh, Felipe Nasser and the Cadillac just took the lead. Of course, I know we had some pit stops, and they'll be bunched up together here. Um, big trouble for the Lexus. Um, we had the Lexus, one of the Lexus cars was leading GTD pretty much throughout. Uh, strong qualifying run for them, I believe. And then they had some sort of issue where I think they've been taken out completely, um, the number 14 car. Um, so that left Turner Motorsports and a BMW, which is who we're pulling for, right? Uh, they're running in the lead right now. So interesting in the GT Daytona class. Um, and I guess a heartbreak for the Lexus who looked like the car to beat up until that point yeah i've been watching there are two lexuses on track i've not been able to keep track of too much because i'm only seeing a sliver of the track but the lexuses are beautiful cars and uh i'm i'm pulling for them in the gt d class although i do want to see that uh turner bmw win it's a beautiful car on track it's the only lone bmw on track what a sight to see we got some Porsches on there, but these Lexuses, I'm, I, it's the only car I've been able to see up close. They've got some Lexuses on the uh, fan hospitality area, and there's some beautiful cars. I was able to look inside, look at the cockpit. Um, I, it's, it's tough to keep track of who's leading in a sports car race if you're having a couple of uh, Cleveland brews and uh, not watching the IMSA app. But, my God, is it beautiful to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's nothing like it. It's not like NASCAR. It's not like any experience. I mean, like we've talked about on the show, I think you now understand. It's hard to put into words um, going from watching NASCAR to watching these in person. And I know probably a lot of our audience um, are a lot more experienced at attending these races than we are. Uh, we're kind of, I mean, we've always kind of followed, you know, enjoyed watching the 24 hours of Daytona and watching IMSA series and sports cars. But only really within the last year, uh, we've gotten into it really heavy. Um, really looked into the you know the different classes, started to understand more what goes into in the endurance side of things, um, and I come to appreciate it a lot more for what it is. Um, and of course, this starts not this is not an endurance event. This starts the uh, Sprint Cup, um, of which uh, VIR will be a part of um, in October for IMSA. But uh, yeah, this is just a lot more substantial experience, in my opinion. Uh, the NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR is its own ex- stadium-like experience. Um, this is more of a, you know, you wander around, you get, there's many different 
experiences to be had at this track. Uh, we've mentioned that on the broadcast a few times, actually, that if you don't walk around at this track, you're wasting your experience um, to get the different vantage points. Um, so I hope you're doing just that. Yeah, I hope you can still hear me. I had some DPIs going off in the background as they go on the uh, full safety car lap here. You Can you still hear me at all? Uh, I hear you just slightly there, but it's... Uh, we do have some audio uh, issues, but then the sounds don't help either. Yeah, these these cars are loud as shit, and uh, I've got them going off on the main backstretch. I'm I'm trying to hide behind a little mound of dirt because these spectator mounds are kind of on a a hill. They're kind of built into where you've got you can go up high and have a good view. Uh, so it's kind of a declining hill where the the really two great spectator spots. Uh, turn two, three, that, that hairpin kind of deal. Uh, they've got a mound. So Mid-Ohio's got mounds built up where you can set up uh, lawn chairs and kind of make your own grandstands. And that's kind of how it's designed. And uh, I'm hidden behind one of those behind some trees, hoping for some silence. But, Jesus, these cars are too loud. I don't know if you could still hear me out there. I heard that. I can barely hear you, but I heard that. I heard the downshift of a prototype car. That's what it sounded like to me. Um, I'm not really getting the words that you're saying, other than I know you're talking. Uh, but we'll have to we'll have to go on with it as that until post race. We'll have a little we can have a little rundown for the show. But uh, anyway, continue on with what you were saying. Yeah, it's just beautiful out here. It's it's it doesn't seem so loud on site, but I obviously through a microphone and then translating from my microphone to Bradley's phone, Bradley can't hear jack shit right now, and I can understand that because I have an in ear monitor in. And I can barely hear myself talk through the monitor. So uh, we're about to go green here at the uh, Emsa WeatherTech Acura Sports Car Challenge. I probably should jump off here because it's only going to get fucking louder here. But uh, beautiful day at Mid-Ohio. Beautiful day for Emsa, for Mazda, for LMP3. Bradley's on the phone. He's watching on NBC Sports. Only in a few weeks' time, we'll finally be together for Into the Apex Live with the uh, live on location at VIR, both of us to see GT3 or GT4 racing. Bradley, if you can hear me at all, I'm going to sign off for this little check-in through the okay. full-course yellow, and I'll check in with you towards the end, or if we get another full-course yellow. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see Yeah, we'll see what comes up. Um, as I watch it live on NBC Sports, I see we're just about 49 minutes to go. Lights are still on the pace car. Felipe Nasser um, has taken the lead in his Cadillac DPI from Mazda. So, honestly, I think we better just settle in and see what uh, Mazda has to gain that lead back. we got Cadillac and then had the Acura in second place. So, I honestly, talking to you, I wasn't following what happened with the Mazda. Um, they've been dominant in that DPI class, uh, but I'm not seeing anything about how they lost that. I'm guessing they had a slow stop, uh, but we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> it looks like, I don't know if you can see this, Tyler, um, the Porsche that was having issues is now stalled on the track. looks like maybe at the top of the hill there. Um, I'm actually, it's, is that Catherine Lake? I'm not sure. She's in one of the Porsches, but uh, yeah, it looks like your caution might be extended just a little bit. Oh, geez. As one of those Porsches has stalled. We can keep talking. I'm only feet away from the hill. I am I am to my left. If I walk just uh, a few yards, I'm at the, the uh, elevation change, the really slow part of the track. Um, I've had a couple uh, Cleveland brews in me, Bradley. I'm feeling good. This is a beautiful day. Couldn't ask for better. Uh, but yeah, I got that. I got the elevation close to me. So you're telling me that a GTD is stalled? Wow, 
Well, it looks like uh, the lights are off the pace car, so we're going to be going back right now. It's like a, oh, the lights are back on. Okay, let me get <laughs> whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's going to be drawn out. Barely, if we get another full course caution, I'll join you. Otherwise, I'll talk to you at the end of the race. Glad I could join you here through this full course yellow. Take care. Enjoy it on NPC like Sports. Porsche is back going now. Bradley right can't hear me. Sports Porsche back going. <laughs> so we're going to go back green here soon. I'm going to jump back to my hill, to my camp, for then to the apex. We'll be back if there's a full course yellow or for the end of the race. And it's the last portion of end of the apex. I am still trackside at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course for Into the Apex, and uh, the, but the race is over. The uh, main event, the Acura Sports Car Championship, is in the books. And Bradley, you were keeping me updated because obviously on a sports car course, it's tough to know what's going on, but you were keeping me updated, and that was a bit of a nail-biter there from the uh, TV perspective. Yeah, um, it was somewhat... Up in the air, um, what cars could do what for fuel um, in the DPI class. Um, at one point, I, I had gathered that everybody had to pit except for one of the back margin cars. Um, but it sound, seemed like that never worked out. The only car that had to come in to pit uh, was one of the uh, accurate DPIs. He just did not save enough fuel. Um, so basically, um, I mean, it basically came down to the lead cars slowing down um, and taking their pace back a little bit because they were all very concerned, the leader in particular, um, about having an extra lap. So, you know, in iRacing, when we do timed events, um, the white flag is determined based on at what point the leader crosses the line. So if the leader has an, a crazy fast pace, you're going to get an extra lap in in that time, obviously, than if the leader's slower. So the leader in the second-place car um, had to reduce their pace a little bit to – ensured they didn't have an extra lap because I don't think any of them would have made it. Um, and then at the end, of course, it was Ricky Taylor and the Acura DPI uh, with Wayne Taylor Racing versus Felipe Nasser and the Cadillac DPI with Waylon. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, it, at the very end there with traffic, it basically came bumper to bumper um, at that really intense and critical part um, that we know in mid-Ohio there, um, just past the, the long straight, and then you go down the hill, um, that little section there, they, they met up with some GTDs and had some really close and tight racing there for the win. Um, and the, the announcers were kind of unsure what was going on with Rain Taylor, with uh, Ricky Taylor's car. Um, but as the white flag came, um, you could see the Whalen car was kind of closing in, and they put the camera on Wayne Taylor, and he had his hands in his head like something was wrong. So they were speculating, oh, maybe... Maybe they, maybe he knows something that they're not going to have enough fuel, or maybe he just can't believe they're in this position because they've never won at Mid Ohio. It's the first time, um, but it worked out for them. I mean, it was close. Had the traffic not have been there, I wonder what would have happened um, and how that influenced both of them. Uh, but as far as the DPI battle it, for that last hour, or at least after that full course caution, it was interesting. I, I thought it was Mazda's race to win and walk away with. Kind of a devastating blow for those guys because they dominated the front part of that race. Uh, but still a good win for Acura, a good win for Wayne Taylor uh, racing. And it was, it was really fun to watch on TV. What was it like in person, though? Well, I saw, as you were letting me know, you thank, thanks to you for clearing me into the fuel battle uh, trackside. So I was positioned consistently at pit exit. I was able to see the last few stalls of pit out. 
and, and I was positioned at turn one, and then I was able to see kind of, as I said before, the uh, long, fast straight up to turn to the turn two and three. Um, they call it the key something. I, I can't quite remember as I'm, I'm just exhausted. The keyhole? The keyhole, yes. I call <laughs> it the hairpin, but it's the keyhole in mid-Ohio vernacular. Uh, and then you go through that, and then you have a real the, the longest straight, the fastest portion of the track to as you go to the elevation changes and kind of that corkscrew kind of turn. Um, so I was able to see who was coming out of pits. I could tell I could tell in real time who had pit, who had not. Uh, I did. I noticed the only uh, DPI I noticed pitting was the cat the Chip Ganassi Cadillac. Uh, it's it's unmistakable because all it is is a kind of a white gray livery and the Cadillac colors on the fin. Uh, and that's all I noticed. Uh, I, I took note of it because I've always loved, I've always enjoyed Chip Ganassi. I was always a Scott Pruitt guy, Rolex or uh, Telmex, uh, Target, uh, Daytona Prototype, uh, back through the Daytona 24-hour days. Uh, and I take note that Kevin Magnuson from F1 is in that car. Obviously, I didn't know who at any one time was driving. Uh, I guess I could have known, but I just didn't look. Uh, so I took note of that car. They weren't doing anything too impressive. The Meyer Shank Sirius XM machine, uh, Acura, nothing too impressive. Uh, but lap by lap, I was I was gripped as I uh, followed that uh, Konica Minolta Wayne Taylor DPI and the uh, Whalen DPI, uh, especially when you said fuel was a factor. I was looking every time because I was in a position on the track that the cars just emerged from uh, – from, uh, the bridge, the footbridge. The, there's a vehicle and footbridge uh, just before turn one. If you're on iRacing, you'll see it. If you look at the track map, you'll see it. Uh, and so cars just, emer- for me, cars emerged. I could hear them coming, and then boom, they're, they're coming through that, that, uh, over, through that bridge, kind of like a tunnel. Uh, so cars just emerged through turn one. They made that tight fit through the, uh, between the curb on pit exit and the right side curb of turn one. Where there's just sand and grass, it's it's treacherous, treacherous. Excuse me, I'm had a few. Um, <laughs> uh, so so that was my sight, but I was able to catch on to the uh, uh, Ganassi Cadillac pitting, but I didn't catch on to any other pits. So I assume from TV you didn't see any other DPI's pit, and they all made they made it. I mean, uh, the Wayne Taylor, Conica yeah. Minolta got the win, but it was not a, not a throwaway win. I'll, I'll give it that. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. No one else pit. Uh, Oliver Poir with the with another Acura. Yeah, yeah Olivia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he finished uh, last in the DPI, at least on, on the ones that weren't out of the race. I don't think there were many out, but uh, no, I don't think there were any. So yeah, he finished dead last. He was the only one that had to pit for a splash. Um, so yeah, it was it was inter- interesting to watch that battle. Uh, pretty much in GTD. Uh, once that Lexus had its trouble, uh, BMW Turner Sports took over and dominated and, of course, won the race uh, with Phil Oberlin in the car. Um, interestingly, he when I was at the Roval, they also won uh, that race as well. Um, it did very well. Uh, so good on them for GT Daytona. Um, I know you guys uh, kind of like the Lexus, uh, Lexuses, uh, which, unfortunately, we won't see those at uh, VIR in a couple weeks. Uh, they are not featured in the GT um, World Challenge America class or series. Um, I like the heart of racing. I like uh, that Aston Martin car. They did, they finished fourth in class. Um, you had Lamborghini up there, the Lexus, 
other Lexus finished P2. They were strong. I mean, they could have been one and two um, at this track. They were really good. Um, so really, I don't, I'm not really sure. I never got a clue in on what happened. It was some kind of mechan- mechanical failure uh, where they took the car in the back of the garage and checked the back of it and just couldn't get it back going as far as I could tell. Uh, but they were leading at the time that happened. That was that was just horrifying for them. LMP3, I didn't really pay attention much to that class, and they didn't really cover it. It wasn't, didn't seem like it was that interesting. I believe a, a Brazilian driver was driving and finished it out and won that race. Um, but it's not really my one of my most followed classes, LMP3, I have to say. As the uh, Medivac helicopter takes off at Mid-Ohio here, uh, yeah, LMP3, I mean, I couldn't keep up with it quite as much. I enjoyed I got my LMP3 fill in the prototype challenge earlier in the morning. Um, I'd still love to see LMP3 scanned into iRacing, but uh, one of our teammates, Marcus Spry out of the UK, as I was talking about my experience here through the morning, uh, through morning warm-up for WeatherTech, uh, Lexus, the Lexus DP, or GTD, rather, uh, is something I think it'd be cool to see. I mean, uh, it's something for another day. I mean, as I sit here on track and, and things are wrapping up, it's not probably the time to, to do a deep dive into the GTD and the categories and classes of IMSA versus what might come for iRacing. That's something we should bookmark because it is interesting. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed by the GTDs. I, I, like you said, uh, you and I have been partial to the BMW. We're BMW guys for the GT, whether it's GTLM, GTE, GTD. Oh, yeah, so, that's my favorite car. My yeah. favorite car I've ever ever done an iRacing or driven and the ones that I've as far as the ones I've watched um, the GTLM class in general which unfortunately you missed um, I mean that BMW is my favorite car I hate to see it leave and I really want to go out to Petit Le Mans this year to watch it and send it off as far as the United States competition me too because I didn't get to see it today like like I was just about to say I agree with you completely uh, I only got to see one BMW through the day thankfully it won that was really awesome uh, I got to see the yeah. Turner. I mean, I've known Turner BMW, Turner Motorsports. I mean, that's a a, a big legacy IMSA uh, team. So, and, and I'll tell you this: as I was pulling into the track here, uh, get through the gates, park, uh, get settled in, I walk down the hill. So it's a it's a downhill march to uh, get into the circuit, and it's a as I just experienced uh, not too long ago, an uphill march to get uh, to your parking area and the tailgate area. Uh, you can, the Turner Motorsports BMW hauler is distinct. That yellow and blue, you can see it. I mean, as you walk down the hill, I, I, I'm right by it at the moment as I ex, as I get towards the exit. Uh, the Turner Motorsports hauler is, I mean, it's just a bunch of haulers lined up. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, there's a bunch of cars there. So yeah, Bradley, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's a race. It's an event. <laughs> But you know what I mean? I mean it's it's a distinct hauler yeah, among yeah. haulers. Yeah, that blue and yellow. You know it's Turner Motorsports. It's the BMW, yeah. and they got the win. And I was thrilled to see it. Yeah, I mean you know that team more than some of the others. I mean it's it's a uh, you know it's it's kind of like the Porsche 911, like the Brumos Porsche. Like it's one uh-huh. of those types of teams where it's a, it becomes a staple. Um, and yeah, it's, it's so low representing BMW, so it almost it has to. Um, it has to be that way. Because uh, most of these others, other than Aston Martin, um, have multiple entries and multiple cars. Um, I know we got the Mercedes in there. I think there might be just one Mercedes, um, one Aston Martin, but you got a couple, got a couple, few actors. Uh, we got the single Audi entry, a couple of Porsches. Um, so, yeah, and it was 
fun to watch uh, doing the driver changes. I know that's one thing when you're there in person. If you're not following the uh, live scoring and standings, you're not going to know who's in the car of all time. Um, I know watching, you know, you and me both have kind of followed Catherine Leggy, Leggy and uh, seeing her, her driving over the years. And it was interesting. I, did, I didn't realize, you know, I never looked at a, a list of everyone competing. You know that the basic names of everybody, but not a lot of the drivers, especially in GTD, because uh, of the number of cars. But, yeah, she jumped into a Porsche um, and was run, running in that. So it was just interesting to see, you know, the who's who of, who's of, of drivers over the years that we've watched. Um, that's one thing coming up at BR. We're not really going to know a lot of the drivers. Um, some of those, now it's interesting because, obviously, the distance between IMSA events, there's time for some of these IMSA drivers to jump into these real these other series, I believe Bill Alberlin will be running for Turner Motorsport in the GT4 America in a BMW GT4. Um, I think he did it did it at uh, Coda um, a few weeks ago. So we might see him, and for sure we'll see Turner Motorsport in the GT4 America class um, in series coming up at VIR. So that'll be interesting. Someone else to pull for. Although we do have, uh, with Porsche, we have Derek DeBoer. Um, to watch and pull for. Um, we kind of got turned on to him after, shortly after our Le Mans race last year. Um, so we have a few people we want to watch in that series. Um, so it'll be interesting um, to cover that. And hopefully we can talk to some drivers too. That would be uh, that would be nice as well. We'll see what we can work up on that for the episode of VIR. Yeah, Derek is driving for TRG, the racers group, and I've been following TRG. I mean, they used to race. They raced in the Daytona 24 back in, geez, 20, 2008, 2009, something like that. Uh, so TRG has been, I mean, obviously a presence in uh, sports car racing generally for quite a while uh, and obviously putting their mark on GT4 and GT4 America. Uh, and that's AWS, Fanatec. Uh, that'll be interesting. I mean, I, like we said earlier in this bit, in this part, uh, when you and I were talking as I was trackside uh, between the, the uh, races today, um, seeing GT4 and GT3, that's just going to put the cap on it. The fact that I get to travel down there with you and do that in just a few weeks' time uh, is really going to be special because I will have gotten to kind of get a taste of here in the early summer of 2021 uh, all of the different sports car and prototype classes that are available. Uh, I feel like I need to go to France and watch the LMP1s at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you've got one up on me. You've seen the Mazdas, and you've seen the uh, prototypes. I haven't seen any prototype racing um, or Mazda racing. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, as we've said, a lot of listeners probably probably to this podcast um, that are fans of motorsports have, have a little more experience in real life. I mean, we're by, by no means we're new to motorsports. We've been fans most of our lives. Um, since, you know, the early 2000s, uh, we've been following either NASCAR and or NASCAR and IMSA, at least for the Daytona 24. We would always watch that. Uh, Watkins Glen six hours, a lot of times we would watch that. Some of the international stuff we didn't really follow. I know, of course, we've gotten into, the, into that you followed F1. Um, but, I mean, this is kind of like, you know, we're 31 years old, and this is just now... You know, we're just now getting on track for IMSA and multi-class and endurance racing. Um, it's an interesting perspective to have followed something on television and been a fan of it for a longer period of time 
and then just getting to see it. It's almost in, I think you, in our chat in the background here, not on the show, I think you've expressed what I felt um, at Charlotte, which even that was like, a, that was a very low, low energy effort as far as IMSA racing, because that track wasn't the type of track that you're at. And the experience was really muted because of COVID. There wasn't a whole lot that you could do around the track. Um, so, I mean, it was, and of course the weather was horrible too, uh, but it's almost an ec- ecstatic feeling. You feel like a kid um, experiencing something for the first time. So it's, it's interesting to get that, that feeling and that perspective, um, even at our age. Um, so I, it's, uh, hopefully that can be expressed in the podcast. You know, some people can sit back and say, no, I'm an expert at this. I've got it all figured out. And that's, that's how I feel about these things. There's people out there. We have our camping spot. We've got the RV. We know where to go. We know, you know, you have the whole checklist and the Rolodex done and you know what to do. And we're just kind of getting into it and figuring it out. And it can be kind of overwhelming in that sense. Like you show up there and you get the feeling if you're that type of person that people are looking at you like, yo, you're not doing this right. But that's the thing. You're just, you're just, yeah, you're just getting into it and learning. And then you have people like we have people on our team that are more experienced in attending the events um, that can kind of be your guide. Um, so that's hopefully that's that's what my goal would be um, as far as us and our future of attending events as ITA and as Madison Racing is to to make something where people can come in and that's where they want to come to. Like there's I know today you sat most of the time by yourself, you know, have a community of, of drivers in the team or people that follow the podcast that want to gather at these races um, and kind of make something. Yes, you have the race, you have the excitement of all that, and then you have also this thing in the in the kind of the background where yeah, we can all come together and meet and talk and do the podcast on location. So it's, it's that kind of thing that we want to build, um, and this is literally the very beginning of that. Hopefully, just that that it's just the beginning of something much larger that we can do in person at these events. Just as you say that, I sit here and look off in the distance, and there's a, a really nice RV with a really nice like gator cart side-by-side thing on the back on some kind of mount and uh, just as you talk about the right way to experience these events holy shit uh <laughs> yeah, there's rich bastards yeah those rich bastards is right i mean, I mean what the hell the way do you put those like, things it, it, yeah that well that brings me back to uh to concert experiences where i've been at concert venues in uh, raleigh north carolina and at a tailgate, thinking I'm tailgating good. You know, I've done it several years in a row. I've got, you know, you kind of get your tailgate buddies together and you do having a good time. And then enrolls this like dually pickup truck with this giant homemade, it's like a wagon on the back, almost like a horse hauler type thing. But what it is, somebody has built a full service bar that they can haul <laughs> with, with, and on either side is, is there's bar stools and, a, and a, like a bar top on either side. And they've got all these people coming around, and they've got a full service bar for their group of tailgaters. <laughs> and we look, we look at that with our, you know, we've got a couple tents up, thinking we're hot shit. Yeah. And that rolls in, and we're, we're like, "You got to be kidding me!" We, the, the game has been, uh, the level has been increased. <laughs> so it's, it's that kind of thing. You know, there's always a better way to do it than the way you're doing it. But you know, slowly, slowly build up that experience and, and grow it. <laughs> it's the best that you can do. Yeah, we need to build the end of the apex uh, tailgate. I mean, we're we're kind of building up towards the Daytona 24 of 2022, uh, and kind of having in uh, some kind of reservations for an event space. 
Uh, we're kind of building to that. Uh, I'll tell you what, Mid-Ohio, what a hell of a place. Uh, spectators track. Uh, I know there's not going to be as many preliminary events at the IndyCar race on July 4th weekend, but I'm tempted, to, as soon as I get my happy ass home, uh, to ordering some IndyCar tickets because this has been a smooth, uh, pleasant, nice experience at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Um, yeah, I might have to. I might. It's seriously possible that I could attend that with you. I think you should. Because uh, I was, I was debating uh, some some baseball in our nation's capital, but uh, you oh, know, Fourth of July weekend that could be uh, that could be, you know, it could be awesome, but it could also be very difficult. Yeah, don't don't go to uh, Washington. Probably a lot more expensive. Don't go yeah. to D.C. on Fourth of July weekend, Bradley. Come to America's Breadbasket, Ohio. <laughs> Come, yeah, come to the I, land what of whatever is in Ohio, Amish people and, <laughs> and uh, domestic violence. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's it's not, nice. Doing, I'll tell you what. I mean, place. Very beautiful place, in my experience. This place is, yes. Let me let me explain what was going through my head as I was pulling in here. So I stopped at a, a, a truck stop off the interstate uh, to grab some uh, nitro Starbucks coffee, which I'm drinking now uh, to prepare for my return journey. And... Uh, as I got out of the car and went into this truck stop, it was a Loves, Daytona 500, Kevin, or Michael McDowell champion uh, sponsor. Uh, so as I went in there, uh, I picked up this coffee and in walks somebody with an IMSA WeatherTech uh, Aldi uh, kind of crew t-shirt. It's a crew member. And I'm looking, I do a double take, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's a crew member. Uh, I walk out to my car and look to the car that's parked on my right, and uh, there's four of the guys in the same Aldi uh, weather tech sports car whatever uh, shirt so I'm like oh shit the, uh, some team is parked right next to me and they ended up following me into the circuit as a matter of fact because I was right close to the track and uh, uh, where was I going with this oh uh, so <laughs> <laughs> coming to mid Ohio I mean it's in the middle of nowhere it's in the country it is. I am that literally is IR, by the way. I've, I've, what I've done is we've, as we've closed the show here as I'm talking to you post race I've made my way to to where I'm parked, and I'm parked in a in a damn field. It's literally a field. That's where I am, uh, and that's all that's around the track is woods and fields. There are farmhouses uh, back the way down. It's a two lane country high, township highway or road street, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, so, and VIR so, uh, is just the same. Exactly. That's where yeah VIR same thing. Uh, so I'm thinking to myself. What is Kevin Magnuson, who who last just last year was driving for Haas F1 uh, in all these big foreign cities, you know, worldwide cities, driving for F1, uh, and and all of a sudden he finds himself like, how does Kevin Magnuson from F1 last year make his way to the Mid Ohio paddock? The same as me on this little two lane country hot township road, and that's that's something. It's like I I hope. IMSA doesn't get too big to where they don't come out to a place like this. Because uh, you'll well, you know, I, I hope you can make your way out here, Bradley, July 4th weekend. I hope we can join each other again yeah. after VIR at the Indy, Indy Honda uh, Mid-Ohio race. Because this, this is really cool out here. That's all I can say is it's you, you roll up on it. You, you make your way to gate one to drive in and kind of see the, the haulers. And it's like, what a place to find, find all this. Uh, you just don't expect to see it out here. Yeah, I expect VIR to be the same experience. Um, I do have to say to that point, Tyler, um, F1 drivers are human beings, too. We I all know. eat. 
we all required to eat. We're all required to drink to survive. We all use the bathroom. They're all human beings. Lewis Hamilton is a human being. <laughs> Inside of a machine. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> the glorifying glorification of, of F1 drivers. But no, I understand what you mean. It's, it's really cool. Those are the little side experiences that you don't, you know, it just pops on TV and then it's off and that's it. But when you're on the ground and you're there, you get all these little, you know, cool bits and stories to tell that are, you know, for you, they're personally significant. Like you get to see the team, mm-hmm. you know, they're just people trying to, to win an event and fielding a car, just like in sim racing. Um, so, I mean, it's, that is interesting, you know, to have all that, that stuff going on. It's the excitement of the event. And yeah, as you, as you attend more, you, be, you gain that fear of missing out and you want to keep going. Um, so yeah, I see you, you're drawn into going to, uh, to Indy cars there. You don't come to VIR. Um, I, I think, uh, Petit Lamar is very doable this year, um, because it's going to be in November. Um, I think that would be very doable. I think it'd be, it's difficult because Thanksgiving is around that time. So that would require for you, Tyler, an extra trip unless you fly into Charlotte. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the, I think the schedule's open for Into the Apex on the Road. Uh, we have a lot of opportunities to do things this year uh, with things opening back up. I just want to see the paddocks open up again because, because that is one experience you said is not back and one that I've heard so much about and watched videos of, of each of these series, GT World Challenge and IMSA, where in that type of racing, the paddock is open, the garages are open, um, and you get a lot of access that you would never get in NASCAR or IndyCar. And uh, that's something I really, really would be excited about. I, I don't I don't know that I would be able to, you know, I'd be giddy like a kid to get that close to the team in the garage and the car and, you know, be right there when one of the cars is pulling out, as I've watched videos of. Um, I wonder when and if that's going to come back this year. I really hope by the fall and hopefully by even in the next month, um, that returns, that experience returns. I kind of doubt we'll get that this year. Maybe by Daytona of next year, um, that'll be back. But yeah, that, that, that to me is the most interesting thing. And it seems, I hope with all the COVID stuff that they don't just make that a thing of the past and never bring it back and keep it closed off because that is kind of a beautiful, beautiful thing about the sport that they keep it so open and so relaxed as a fan experience. Yeah, that's something I missed out on uh, in this particular race. I mean, I couldn't get, obviously there was just no access to the paddock uh, closely at all. Um, the fan experience at an IMSA race, I don't know what it normally would be like. I, I don't. I just don't know. Um, not massive, uh, really. All I had, all I saw was uh, Acura, Lexus, Hyundai, uh, Meyer Shank, Wayne Taylor, Vassar Sullivan, kind of uh, paired up and had a little souvenir stand, IMSA merch stand, uh, and then other than that, just the track, uh, uh, food and drink, basically. So nothing that blew me away, fan experience-wise. Um, Lexus, by far, had the best fan hospitality experience because they had a massive hauler set up. They had uh, the actual Lexus GTD out there, one of them. Uh, a Lexus, what looked like a Lexus Michelin Pilot car. And they had three or four sim rigs out there, but like I said, they weren't loaded up with iRacing, so I didn't mess with that. Um, Hyundai, they had, uh, a Hyundai TCR looking car out there. I took a photo of it. I'll show yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. They've got Hyundai's TCR. 
Yeah. So they had, they had one of those yeah. sitting out. Uh, they had, so I had had a few Belgian triple Cleveland beers uh, that I brought with me here, some local brews to the region. Uh, and I took a little break and walked up there after I talked to you, actually, uh, the midway break. And uh, they were, Hyundai had a booth. They were giving away shirts. And I was thinking, how do I get me one of these shirts? Uh, so somebody, some nice lady uh, has told me how to get the shirt. You scan a QR code, you fill out a survey online, and you get your shirt. Uh, so I had a few Belgian triples, pretty strong, pretty tasty. Uh, so I was filling out this survey on my phone after doing the QR code. Uh, I don't know what name or address I gave these people at at uh, Hyundai, but it wasn't mine. Uh, but I got me a shirt, so there we go. You might see somebody's me. gonna somebody's gonna get advertisements from Hyundai. Yes, uh, yeah, I think Talking I put my, I think I put my email in correctly, and that means I'm going to get lots of Hyundai offers. Uh, but I got oh, a free sh- I got a free shirt with uh, you can, yeah. Hyundai car on it, so that's uh, a victory in itself. Um, <laughs> Overall, oh, overall, I mean, I'm still buzzing from the whole thing, but I don't see it changing. I don't see my opinion changing. Uh, Mid-Ohio, I, I'd heard great things from some of the people we know that have been here. Uh, Mid-Ohio blew me away. I mean, uh, it's it's way different. From, obviously, sports car racing is more of a tailgate in track than, than any NASCAR event. Uh, the seating is more like a tailgate. There's no real uh, s- typical sports seating like at any type of sports event. Uh, so it's much more comfortable. You bring what you want to bring in. I brought my own food and drink. Uh, set camp where I sat where I wanted to sit. In fact, when I first got here, I left everything in, in my vehicle, and I went out and scouted where I want to sit. I checked out. I walked over the bridge over turn one, went into the infield. I checked out uh, turn two and three, the uh, keyhole. I checked that out. There's a little, really a, a steep hill there, but I decided just, it was too limiting. Because you set up camp there, and it's just too far of a walk to uh, go check out other views. So if you walk over the footbridge at Mid-Ohio, uh, you have the option to set up camp wherever you want. But then you can kind of walk around and see other views once you're in there. Nobody messes with your stuff. Nobody messed with my camp that I set up. Uh, everybody's everybody's a friend. Uh, so that worked out really well for me. Uh, so I scouted that out. I, I made the hike back out to the parking area uphill, uh, burned my calories, and uh, lugged all my stuff back in. Uh, so I, I, I know where I want to be right now, where I want to be if I go to this track again. Um, there's uh, You can kind of sit and watch the fast portions. You can sit and watch the little slower elevation change portions. Uh, to me, the best way is whichever one you prefer, set camp there. But you can walk from one or the other throughout the race uh, and get a sense of, of each. You don't really you don't have to stay put. Uh, you don't have, I mean, it's general admission. So... Uh, I don't see how I don't come back for the indie race, and uh, I really I hope you come. I hope you come and see this. This is a great place. Yeah, I mean it'll be obviously different than an IMSA race, and, and you and me obviously have never been to an indie race either. So yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. The cars that would probably be a lot more intense. Um, I would. I mean it would be similar to the DPIs, which again I've never seen. So they would by far be the fastest cars I've ever seen in my life, probably. Yeah. And, and and then it's just from there we need to go to Coda or Miami Grand Prix, right? Yeah, well, we need to go to Road America. Let's get VIR under our belts. Um, <laughs> I'll get Mid Ohio under my belt. Scratch that off the ticket. I've seen the Roval. You can come see the Roval in the fall yeah. if you want to. Um, I mean, it's not anything special as far as compared to these other tracks, but as far as Cup racing or I mean NASCAR, um, that's the one to see. 
Uh, need to get up to New York and see Watkins Glen, mm-hmm. scratch that off. Road America, scratch that off. Daytona, scratch that off. Uh, then maybe head out towards, uh, obviously we got Road America and then we have the West Coast, um, Laguna Seca. Um, any others I'm missing? I'm trying to think of, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we need to go to all of them at least once is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Barber, for the next year, even though you're riding that high, so you want to do it, you know? But, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me let the buzz wear off here. Oh, yeah. Well, well no, I'll, I'll tell you what, though, and this is maybe something unique to me and you, I know, and our personalities. But when I came back from the Roval event with Enzo last year, um, I was that like sucked me even in, more into iRacing. I wanted to race more. I wanted to race IMSA cars more. Um, and I wanted to try, you know, to uh, recreate the experience that I had. Uh, but really, really feel what it's like to be in the car. Like, Sometimes you get into iRacing and you just get through the motions. Like, oh, it's a race. I'm racing. I got a race. You know, it's one of those things. But after you've been in the stands and watched it live, heard the noises of the car, and it, it just kind of, what do they say nowadays? It hits different. It hits so, different. Uh, yeah, it hits different. So then you come back and you get into iRacing. It gives you a renewed energy to do races and, and run the simulation. Um, so, I mean, that's. That's that's my take on it. That was my take after the Roval, and it's like anything else. You kind of need to go back every once in a while and get that get that booster shot, and then come <laughs> back into it fresh. That's that's how I feel about it. I think you just nailed it. I think you nailed exactly what I was feeling as I was sitting here watching uh, all the all the all of the three races that I watched today. I think you just nailed it. It was it was it was a shot in the arm. It gave me. It's going to give me a different kind of buzz when I jump into an iRacing car again this coming week. Uh, not tonight. I'm going to let my ears rest tonight. But, um, yeah. It's oh, I'm good. going to Mid-Ohio tonight. Oh, I bet you Michelin are. Pilot, Michelin, Michelin Pilot Challenge. I've got some unfinished business. So. There you go. Well, this has been amazing uh, experience. Into the Apex on the road. We've only just begun in 2021. In a few weeks' time, myself and Bradley will be side-by-side uh, at VIR for some GT racing. Uh, we've got Daytona 2022 coming up. Uh, as, you, as you've as you heard me walk myself through, uh, we're probably looking at some IndyCar stuff uh, and probably more to be announced as we go, whether it's Patrick, whether no matter who it is of our end of the Apex group. If somebody's going to be trackside, they're going to have our gear and they're going to be representing into the Apex. Uh, so, Bradley, it's been a good time. Hopefully we'll uh, I'll, I'll see you here in Virginia in a few weeks for this live racing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, we most uh, definitely will. We've got that on the calendar. We'll see what comes up with Mid-Ohio in July now. Um, I hadn't considered it, but, you know, that brings to mind uh, that you're going to be down here in FBIR when I was, you know, this is kind of going aside. But, yeah, I think that might be a good time to plan that trip. I, I was going to make the trip to Ohio anyway. Why not just make it around that event? I think you would be very smart to do that. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, well, We'll put it under advice in the <laughs> ICA uh, front office. So with that, this is Into the Apex on the road from Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, the EMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series. Uh, signing off. What a time. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.